0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome back to the Rock Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz. Today we are. Recapping the national signing day for the Kansas Jayhawks. I am solo today. Don't have a guest coming on. I actually reached out to probably about four or five different recruiting guys, people that would be able to help me break this down. And unfortunately, with it being national signing day, everybody was busy, as you can imagine. All the, all the recruiting guys. So I, I don't blame them for not being available to come on. Um, especially since, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get. I wasn't able to reach out to them until until it was it was basically too late. But You know, I've been looking around. I was following everything going on, you know, saw just how excited they are about this class. It is a very small class at this point, um, but, you know, there are some reasons for that, and we'll actually talk about it here in just a minute. But, uh, you know, everybody seems really excited about this class. They're only ranked 103 right now, but, of course, that has to do more with how, you know, specifically how the recruiting rankings work. Um, When they're ranking classes, they look specifically at the number of recruits, so you can amass a whole bunch of two-star recruits and get ranked higher than you know, eighteen that brings in two or three, four stars. So, um, you know, it's a it's a numbers game at this point. Kansas doesn't have a whole lot yet in this class. One because of timing of when Leipold came in. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that came late over the summer that transferred in, they're being considered part of this twenty twenty two class. So it's not going to quite be as big. But also with the transfer portal and what we saw happening with the transfer portal before national signing day, it's not really that big of a surprise that they're not going to go and sign a whole bunch of freshmen. Yes, you want to have some, but. You know, they're bringing in transfers that have two or three, maybe even four years of eligibility left, uh, which is exactly what you need. Guys that have some experience that are going to be able to really take advantage of everything that they have and everything that they've learned from elsewhere and bring that in and really improve this this program. So before we get there, though, there's actually been a whole lot of news so far. Um, you know, since the last time we talked about football stuff, um, you know, uh, Emma Jones left to go back to Texas Tech as a wide receiver coach down there. Not really that surprised. I wish him well. He did an absolutely fantastic job for the Jayhawks, holding on during all of the, you know, churn that was happening after Les Miles left. Um, You know, he did a phenomenal job here. Really, really represented the university well. You know, it it was known for quite a while, especially if he wasn't going to be the head coach here, that he, you know, was, was missing Texas, wanted to get back to Texas. They had to work out some contract situation issues to allow him the opportunity to do that. But no ill will towards... You know, towards him, he handled himself really, really well. He was still recruiting for the Jayhawks up until it became pretty apparent that he was getting ready to leave, you know, and and he left them in a situation where Kansas was able to pick up a lot of the guys that he was recruiting and continue to recruit them with other guys that are on the staff. So, um, you know, they've already they've already hired someone new. Terrence Samuel is a guy who has some experience with, you know, a lot of the coaches here on the staff. This is actually a good thing. You know, he works well with his staff. He knows what they're doing. Uh, he is a Houston native, so he's going to be able to help again down Kind of replace a little bit of what we lost with those recruits down there, you know, and and those recruiting connections. So it's a good opportunity, I think, to get another coach that really knows what Lance Lightboard wants to do, and has recruiting connections to allow them to continue to recruit down in Texas, so that they can continue to build the program and build all of the talent that they have in the program. So I mean, it's it's still a really really exciting time to be a Kansas football fan. There is a lot of stuff happening. There is a lot of excitement. And look, the excitement that's building now for the program is going to continue, um, you know, especially as we go through recruiting and uh, I'm sorry, the, the rest of the recruiting season, getting to the next signing day. You know, Kansas will probably be a little bit active there. We're going to hear more about transfers. You don't have to wait for the next signing day, the, the late signing period to actually show up to start hearing about some of these transfer recruits that are going to come in. So I imagine we're going to hear a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to get a lot more excitement. You know, and and honestly, normally in the offseason, I would say, um, you know, there's really not necessarily a whole bunch to get super excited about for football, especially if you're a Kansas fan. But that is not the case this year. Seeing Leipold really pull his staff together, pull everything together, get all these recruits in is going to be absolutely fantastic. And it's why I think that Kansas's value as a program for the fans, you know, in the enjoyment factor and everything is going to go up and the value on sponsoring here on the podcast that would be Symbol. Symbol is a stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use that sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn those cash payouts when your teams do win. You join the 8,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams by going to Symbol.com. That's S I M B U L L.com. Create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use that promo code Chalk 12 You can get yourself a money back guarantee. Yes. That's right. We've been talking about it for a little bit here. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all of the listeners of the show here on the Rock Talk Podcast and on the 1012 Network. The money-back guarantee means that you can invest now. You can you know, go invest in your favorite NBA, NFL, you know, MLB team, even, even though they're on strike at this point. Uh, but they have NHL and they have college football. You can invest in any of those teams. Try it out for 90 days. If you lose money and decide, hey, this just isn't for me, let them know. They'll refund that entire initial deposit up to $500. It's an absolutely fantastic deal for you to jump in, find out what all the hype is about. This is something that is growing. It's an absolutely fantastic, really fun way to keep tabs on all of your different sports teams. You know, I'm getting ready to buy into. I'm not sure which professional league I'm buying into yet, but I'm going to buy into one of them. Give me a little bit of a rooting interest, um, especially if I were to buy, like, an NBA team or something. So head on over, symbol.com, promo code CHALK12 get you that money back guarantee on your first deposit up to $500. So head on over, join symbol and start investing and profiting off your favorite teams today. All right, guys. So let's talk about this actual recruiting class. Cause I'm going to tell you, there were a few surprises. We will talk about the transfers here in a minute, uh, because there's, there's a lot to actually say about that strategy, what they're doing with the transfers. But there are some really exciting guys here in this recruiting class that I really want to talk about, you know, that I really want to, to get excited about and get you guys excited about too, because you know, there were, there were some surprises for sure. The biggest surprise I think was the fact that they were going after a quarterback like Ethan Vasco. You know, he is from uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. He actually has a really, really strong arm. Leipold actually talked about him as being, you know, a very tall rangy guy runs really well, has a good strong arm kind of reminds me a little bit of it. Like a Jalen Daniels pretty young, um, but seems to be a good leader those are a lot of the same things that guys like Brent Deerman and Les Miles were saying about Jalen Daniels when he came in. But what what actually came out during signing day was, you know, that Leipold knew based off of conversations towards the end of the season that both Miles Kendrick and Conrad Hawley, uh, you know, both quarterbacks in that room were going to be leaving this offseason. Miles Kendrick obviously, you know, has the availability as a, um, you know, as a graduate transfer You know, getting that last COVID year has that ability to come back for another year, but it's a really crowded room. You know, Jalen Daniels is obviously the starter going into next year. Jason Beans is the backup. And then you have a guy like, um, sorry, then you also have a guy like Ben Easters, uh, you know, who's also there as a backup. Yes, Kansas showed that they need to have three quarterbacks at least uh, because you have, you know, depth issues if there is an injury. Yes, it was kind of a freak injury that happened to Miles Kendrick, but it is one of those things where Kansas does like to have the ability to use more than one quarterback in particular situations. And so having that third guy and even potentially that fourth guy to protect you against injury makes a whole lot of sense. Not only that, you also do want to be developing young guys. You know, they actually say in college football, you should probably be taking a quarterback in every single recruiting class because you're going to need not only a starting guy, you're going to need a good backup as well. We saw that a lot in college football this year and last year, that if you don't have a good backup, then you are just one freak injury away from an entire season going down the drain. So it's absolutely fantastic that they get a guy like Ethan Vasco who can develop into the type of guy that you want running your program down the road here. So I am super excited to have a guy like that. You know, he is from I actually used to live over in the Virginia area, so I'm super excited to have to have a you know, a guy that I that I kind of knew a little bit about. I don't follow recruiting specifically as much as a lot of people um or as much as I would like to at this point. So I You know, I couldn't have told you a whole bunch of information about him before it came out, along with all the recruiting stuff. But I was very happy to see him come to read more about him, realize that he fits in exactly with what this team is trying to do, what this coaching staff is trying to do. So I'm super, super excited. Another big area of emphasis for the for the team, you know, in this recruiting class, because they only signed six scholarship players in the recruiting class in terms of coming from or new scholarship players that were not transfers coming coming from another D1 institution. They did have two walk-ons, but they had two offensive linemen uh, in Joey Baker from South Lake, Texas, and then James Livingston from Dexter, from Dexter, Michigan, that came in. They are offensive linemen. They are actually expected to be able to contribute pretty pretty quickly here. Uh, James Livingston, you know, I, I actually, some of the stuff that I was hearing about, some of the things that Leipold said, you know, was that Andy Kotelnicki was very impressed with the way that James Livingston played. Um, was impressed with him last summer, really enjoyed seeing what he saw from him during this last high school season. Um, the main thing that they're looking for from him is the zone blocking. He excels at it quite a bit. It sounds like, you know, that's going to be a big asset for him to try to get some playing time, even if it's not one of the starters to be in that offensive line rotation. It gives him a clear strength that he can use to justify playing time, to allow him to develop and potentially be one of those better Linemen that they have in the next few years, so I'm really excited to see what he can do, especially the way that they've been talking about him. You know, and that's the one thing that that uh, that Leipold and staff did really, really well at Buffalo was to develop the offensive lineman. You know, not necessarily against the same level of competition as they're going to see up here, but we did see a lot of improvement out of this offensive line throughout the entire year. So I am very, very excited to see what they're able to do there, how they're able to bring him along. Joey Baker from South from South Lake, Texas. Wasn't quite as much about what he does physically, but the mentality that he brings, you know, he is one of those silent leaders. One of those guys that I think is going to be a good role model for the rest of the offensive line, especially as he gets older in the system for those young guys, bring them by, you know, bring them through and get them doing the, the things that they need to do to be able to get better from week to week. So again, I'm not sure how much either of these guys are going to play, especially next year, but offensive line is another one of those positions where you really need a lot of depth because you know, that, that chemistry that you have to build and Potential for injuries, you have to have a stable of guys that can step up, that can actually play, and to get some sort of consistency or some clearly defined roles that you can, you know, know that you're going to get the, the production that you need out of them to make the rest of the offense go. So excited about what those guys are bringing. Um, Kale Farks, out of or actually, what uh, uh, was one of the two walk ons that they had preferred walk ons? He is an offensive lineman. I'm not really sure what position he typically plays on the line um, or what it is specifically. Unfortunately, there's not quite as much information, but he is very excited to be here. And I'm very excited to have it again, just another body in that room. Another guy that can really help out with that offensive line depth. So um, the other walk on talking about him real quick, Grant Glasgow, he is a place kicker. Um, You know, his, his tape is actually pretty impressive. He has some, some pretty impressive kicks there. Um, You know, yes, Kansas had a decent kicker this last year, but uh, you can never have too many kickers, especially at college level. Um, you know, I get the feeling, especially the way that Kansas has gone recently, that uh, there's definitely room to have another one on the roster so that they can potentially have some sort of competition. Um, Kansas, the last few years, have not had a very good place kicker. They've had great punters, but haven't had that, you know, lights out place kicker that you need uh, to really lock down the position and make sure that there doesn't need to be that competition. So happy to have him. I'm sure he's going to find a good place in the roster. And the fact that he's a walk on, you know, really, really does help. You're not, you're not using another scholarship on a place kicker when you do have a guy already. Um, But he could potentially develop into that type of guy that you need. So um, safety, Caleb Purdy from St. Louis, Missouri. Great to get a Missouri guy coming over, uh, a guy from from St. Louis. Oh, the the other thing, too, is all of these guys that were signed to scholarships, so all six guys were three stars um, looking at at 24-7 sports. So they're all decently ranked. You know, they're they're going to be solid development players that are going to help with that depth. Um, you know, and, and a place like Kansas, that's what you have to have. You have to have to have, to have those guys that have that base uh, talent, that base ability that can be coached up and can allow you to be, be able to then compete. So I'm excited for what they have, for what they're bringing in. I, I, I wasn't able to find a lot of information about Caleb Purdy. I saw some of his highlights. He's got some really big hits. Seems to have really good field vision uh, to be able to pick up running backs in the backfield, um, you know, and, and and stick with his man. He He's really sticky. Uh, you know, defensive back. When, when a guy comes there, he's able to stick with him really, really well. So excited about what he is able to bring and what they're able to do. Tight end Tavita Noah. Uh, he is the only junior college signee in this class. He's from Snow College in Ephraim, Utah. Um, you know, I am super excited what he does. He is, a, he is one of the better tight end recruits out of the junior college ranks. Um, yes, they have a lot of tight ends already on this roster. Um, but as we saw with Jared Casey, you know as a as a tight end slash fullback that comes on that you don't really expect there's a lot of opportunities for tight ends to play Kansas likes to play a lot of two tight end sets I've even seen a couple of times where they try to throw out a third tight end in like that fullback position so they have a lot of flexibility with their tight ends they have a lot of things that they try to do with them they're a very versatile group and adding a guy like this to that tight end group is going to really give them even more options that they can use next year again I'm not sure how it's all going to work out but the big the big thing is out of this entire signing day. And Lance Leipold talked about this in his press conference afterwards was that they are trying to build that depth. So getting transfers, getting a lot of these guys in, you know, there's not necessarily an expectation that all of these guys are going to be playing right away. What it's really about is finding guys that you can bring in that can build that depth that if you have to go to the second string or if you have to have a guy step up, or you know if one of the guys doesn't perform the way you want, you have another guy behind him that can step up and not have a huge drop off or can potentially step up and take over. That's what's been missing from Kansas. Kansas, the last 10 years, has had several positions where they have a really, really good top-line guy. A guy that would either be you know a starter or would be the first guy off the bench for a lot of position groups all over the place but they don't have anybody else. They don't have anybody that can step in. You know, we saw guys like Dorrance Armstrong, you know, or, uh, you know, um, I'm blanking on a few other ones right now, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of different guys that we have had. And I feel really bad because there are a ton of names that we really should be talking about here. Um, but you know, there, they, you guys can probably throw three or four of them out and yell at me right now that I'm not actually naming them. But, you know, guys that are absolutely phenomenal that end up getting drafted really, really late in the in the NFL draft or come on as undrafted free agents and stick on rosters and have actually been playing that don't get heralded a lot because they don't have a lot of guys around them. And so they're having to do it all by themselves. You know, guys that once they come off the field, the entire defense falls off because there's nobody there to step up. And that's really what Kansas has been missing is that they don't have that base of talent. They don't have those second stringers. They don't have those, you know, backup guys that come in and spell those starters and so the starters are out there for the entire time and then they fall off because they're you know exhausted or um you know or you can just game plan around those guys Kansas is building that foundation they're building that second line of talent they're building those core backup and depth guys that they need to be a successful defense moving forward and and honestly a successful offense moving forward as well you know that's why there are 80 you know it's an 85 scholarship limit because you need a lot of different guys to cover a lot of those roles to give them that playing time to allow them to be able to do what they need to do so i'm excited that they're grabbing a lot of those guys that don't necessarily grade out as oh my gosh these are you know top of the line starters like not every recruit's going to be a Devin Neal a guy that comes in and could potentially be one of the better guys at his position in the next couple of years you know not everybody's going to hit like a Jalen Daniels a quarterback where it's a guy that could legitimately be a game changer on his own You're going to have guys like, say, Kyron Johnson, who are going to take a couple years to develop. Um, But, you know, they're going to hit their stride and really start to make the guys around them better. You've got to get this base level of talent that can be lifted by those stars, that can really take advantage of all the things that they're trying to do scheme-wise. And that's what I'm seeing from a lot of these signings. So um, the final guy that was signed on National Signing Day that I didn't talk about, Athlete Mason Ellis from Mulvane, Kansas. He is staying home. Um, You know, he is from the area. Um, He's listed as an athlete. One, because I'm not really sure exactly where they're going to put him. I don't know that they know where they're going to put him. He is going to gray shirt. What that means is that he does not count against the scholarship limit. He's not going to actually technically be with the program until 2023. Um, But he is committed to the program. I believe he can technically come and can like use the weight room and do that sort of stuff. I believe the gray shirt rules essentially allow him to enroll and to be able to do a lot of different things. To kind of get up to speed with what they're doing, but he doesn't count against the scholarship limit. His eligibility clock doesn't start. It gives him an opportunity to really get in and start to develop. He is only 17. He doesn't turn 18 until, until July. Um, so, you know, he's in a similar, similar boat to what, like, Jalen Daniels was, although he's, he's actually a little bit older than Jalen Daniels was when he, when he first came to campus. But it allows him to develop. It allows them to get a guy like this who's excited to be with the Jayhawks, um, you know, here and on campus and really working. Um, so I'm, I'm ecstatic that he's going to be able to be here. Um, You know, it, it's, it's another guy, another local guy, which is, you know, one of the big things that Les miles tried to start that didn't get a time to actually come to fruition. That Lance Leipold is continuing is getting these local guys excited about the program, wanting to come to the program, which is going to help out your walk on program. Cause that's, that's the one thing that Kansas really needs that they have not been able to fill out that a team like Kansas state has been able to do really well is get those local guys that don't have a lot of good offers elsewhere but can actually play and can be developed and can turn into really good depth for your team coming to Kansas as walk-ons that could potentially earn a scholarship spot, that want to be here, that are buying into the program, that grew up as fans. That's how you really build a program that can sustain itself, that can overcome injuries, that can find ways to get those big wins that they don't necessarily always get. So lots of lots of things to be excited about. Uh, I feel like I've been rambling here a little bit, but honestly, going back through my notes, it looks like I kind of hit all the points I wanted to with this particular on National Signing Day class. I do want to talk about the transfers. I will be doing that. However, I do need to throw it to a quick break. We will be right back on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Yeah. Welcome. To Between Two Bears, the newest 1012 Network podcast. Uh, this is Matt is Bear. I'm going to introduce my co-host Evan a Bear uh, to give you a quick idea of what the show is about. Yeah, Between Two Bears is going to be a it's going to be a great. Sorry, Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid. Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid side of Baylor sports. Hey, I'm going to try one more time. Big tween two. Okay, uh, Evan, Evan's going to go take a nap, um, but we are excited to join the 1012 Network along with the rest of their already great lineup of Big 12 podcasts. Check them out at 1012 Network on Twitter and us as well at MattIsBear and at Evan Hebert. Uh, sick'em Bears. And we're back. All right. So, talked about the new guys that came. uh, The ones that signed on National Signing Day. However, you know, that wasn't everybody that's come to the program. And like I said, we do have more that are going to be coming to the program in the next few weeks, in the next couple months. Um, But I do want to talk about the other guys, you know, that are here. The five transfers that all committed to Kansas in the last few days. Uh, Starting out with Sevion Morrison. He is a transfer, a running back coming from Nebraska. Um, You know, he... Part of the problem here, and when I'm talking about these guys, I'm not necessarily going to talk too much about what they did at their prior stop. One, because I haven't watched a lot of what they did. I've looked up a little bit of the pro football focus grades. But again, very, very limited playing time. Um, they did get to play. Every single one of these guys, though, has actually played, which is a big, big plus for them. They have Division One experience. They have experience at some fairly good teams uh, for the most part. And it gives them you know, an opportunity to really kind of plug very specific holes. Um, so, so Sevion Morrison, honestly, if, if we didn't have a guy like Devin Neal, you could make an argument that he probably would be pushing to potentially be the starting guy. He was a four star coming out of high school. Uh, he is now a three star, a three star on the transfer market, but you know, it is one of those things where he is a shifty guy. He is able to do a lot of things. Um, we saw Devin Neal get banged up at the, at the end of this last year. And to be honest, not having a guy like him really, I think cost us in those TCU games in the second half and in the West Virginia game. I have a very strong suspicion. I talked about this in those recaps for those games that if we had had, you know, the full complement of running backs, even having a guy like Devin Neal himself would have changed what Kansas did on offense enough to give them that opportunity to have been able to win those games. So having a backup like Seveon Morrison, um, you know, is going to be absolutely huge for this team next year. They're going to have that team to pace guy who can do a lot of different things. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And, you know, again, he's a highly rated coming out of high school guy that is going to be phenomenal for the depth of this team and that's really what it's about is building that depth speaking about depth Craig Young safety uh, slash linebacker depending on where you look at uh, from Ohio State yes he did not play a ton at Ohio State but he did play some he graded out fairly well uh, not super well compared to the rest of the Ohio State you know defensive backs slash linebackers However, you look at the grades that he had, I don't actually have the exact number pulled up because my computer is having a fit right now. But he would have been, and I've heard some other people talking about this too, um, if he was on Kansas last year, he would have been the second highest rated linebacker for Kansas according to Pro Football Focus. Um, he is absolutely phenomenal um, you know, in first and second down situations, third down in obvious passing situations, he struggles a little bit. But Kansas has enough... Uh, you know, specialized linebacking depth that they could use him in that particular role. If they're going to use him as a first down, a second down linebacker to give him an opportunity to really kind of key in on the run, you know, those sorts of things, play to his strengths, he could be extremely successful for this team. And and as we talked, you know, as I just talked about before the break, this is one of those things where you have to find guys that have specific strengths that you can really, really take advantage of. Um, You know, the fact that we have this opportunity here to bring a guy in like this who can excel in a very limited role and potentially develop into a third down, you know, a, a a three down linebacker. That is super important. Give him an opportunity to come in, have some success, bolster the depth of this team. Again, that word there, depth of the team, bolster that depth and really develop under this Lance Leipold staff. So I'm super excited to have a guy like Craig Young. He's immediately going to help in that linebacking core. And, and that's the thing that really kind of jumped out to me in the transfer market. They really kind of grabbed at every single major, you know, issue that we had last year and grabbed a guy to help build that depth, to help anchor that position. So Eric Gilliard, uh, again, from UCF, you know, he struggled a little bit at UCF. He was a high three-star coming out of high school, not quite as high three-star coming out, you know, transferring, but, you know, he, he definitely had some issues at UCF. I do think part of that, though, from what I was able to, to, to look at, he was being used probably a little bit incorrectly. Like, looking at what the scouting report of was him or for him was coming out of high school, and looking then at the way that he was used, at least on tape that I was able to see from UCF, it seemed like he was being used a little, a little bit out of position, not necessarily because the coaching staff couldn't use him correctly, but UCF had some issues uh, in their linebacking core with injuries or other things that kind of required them to get a little creative. Um, and so, not saying that Gilliard is going to be great when he gets here, but there's definitely potential there. And again, that is what this entire recruiting class is about, is building that potential, getting that pool of players that are available, that you can find those diamonds in the rough end. You know, get a whole bunch of different players in the room and developing under the staff, and I can guarantee you're going to find another one like a Jared Casey that's going to come out of nowhere, that's going to be a phenomenal player, that is going to have an opportunity to really make a name for himself. And you've got to get a bunch of guys in that have that potential to be able to develop those guys. So uh, Kalen Girvin uh, transferring from Michigan state. Uh, you know, he is a cornerback that's going to help with the depth there. They have Kansas has some pretty good cornerbacks, but they don't have a lot of cornerback depth. Uh, but you know, they do have uh Jacoby Bryant kind of that, that lockdown corner on one side. Um, they don't really have a lockdown corner on the other side. So as many guys you can possibly find to throw in there that can develop and they can really pull that together is going to be super important for this team. Um, so again, nothing that jumps out from him. He, he again was another four-star coming out of high school and it took a little bit of a step back, um, before he transferred. But again, I, I, a lot of that I think has to do with just playing time that was available. You know, they're going to a lot of these better teams in, you know, Michigan state, Ohio state, uh, Nebraska to some extent, because Nebraska, the one thing that they always have a lot of is running back. So, you know, getting caught behind other talented players at those positions and not getting opportunity to really show what they do coming to a place like Kansas where they're hoping to develop and really help get the program turned around and make a name for themselves that way, there's a lot of opportunities here. And then the final guy that transferred in, Nolan Gorshika, I think I'm saying that right. I might be off, but he is an offensive lineman, offensive tackle transferring from Buffalo. He was a freshman last year, was recruited by Leipold to Buffalo, stayed for the first year there, and is now joining the Jayhawks to follow Leipold in that, in that uh, move there. So there's a lot there. Uh, again, I'm not exactly sure how he's going to slot in. He didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but he did play some. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how they're able to use him. But I think the most important thing here is that he is a guy that was recruited by Leipold at his prior stop for the system that Leipold wanted to run. So the fact that he's coming now, you know, not much has potentially changed there. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably going to be able to kind of bring him in in a role similar to what they were looking for uh, when, he, when he was going to be at Buffalo. So again, a lot of potential, a lot of guys that really could develop into something if they just get the amount of time that they need to do it under Leipold and, and his staff. And again, we're gonna have an entire spring practice season, uh, you know, an entire off season for these guys to really learn what it is they need to do to develop, to, you know, get in there, hit the weight room, do everything that they possibly could to really develop these these players and learn the system and be ready to go for next year. So I am super excited. I hope you guys are super excited. I know just how excited I am. Um, you know, again, I am I am stoked for the beginning of football season, and not just because. Hey, these guys are you know are absolutely great. I'm looking forward to what we're going to see here. Excited to see guys like Jalen Daniels and Devin Neal and all these you know great Jayhawks back on the field. And of course, I can't forget Jared Casey. Like, I, there's a lot of guys that if you if you point me to this to this team next year, there's going to be 15 to 20 different guys that I know immediately by name that I want to see how they're doing, how they're going to develop so we can compare them and see what Lance be able to do to make these guys better. So there's a lot of things to be super excited about. And of course, one of the best things about the upcoming football season and why I can't wait for it, um, you know, I can't wait to get back to tailgating. And of course, if you want to make your tailgating absolutely phenomenal, the best way to do that is with sponsor here on the podcast, Gridiron Metal. Gridiron metal Works is where you can get high quality metal home goods for the college super fan in your life, whether that's you or someone else. Find that collegiate branded grill grate, griddle, or any number of other home decor items like flower pots, stainless steel bookends, coasters, can coolers, and a whole bunch of other stuff. All of these things that you can find over on gridironmetal.com are in actual school colors. It's not the really, really close or, you know, the one generic blue that is the same as like 75% of all the teams that have blue colors, but not all of them. No, that's what the other manufacturers use. Gridiron Metal has actually color matched every single school's colors that they have Product for. So they have phenomenal stuff. I love what they have. I have the Kansas plaque. I love that thing. It's absolutely phenomenal. I had them custom make the podcast logo on a sign um, that's hanging on my wall. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. At some point, I'm going to do this this podcast with video so you guys can actually see that behind me while I'm recording. It's going to be phenomenal. I promise you guys are going to love it. But, uh, everything over at grid of iron metal is high quality made in the USA. They continue to add those new products all the time. If you go over there, use promo code chop 12, you can get 15% off your entire first order. And right now all orders get free shipping. It's too late at this point to guarantee that it will be here in time for Christmas. If you were hoping to have it underneath the tree, but you can still order it. You can still show whoever it is you're getting it for what it is they're getting. So they can be super excited. And again, they have a lot of really, really great stuff. Even if it's a gift card so that they, you know, you can say, Hey, I love these products. You're going to love these products. Go find yourself something fantastic that you want. Head over to gridironmetal.com. Promo code chop 12 gets you 15% off your entire first order. I promise you are going to love every single thing that you order from there. All right, guys, a little bit of basketball news. Um, you know, it actually came out earlier on National Signing Day that Kansas has scheduled a home-and-home home series with Indiana that starts next year. Um, I was a little surprised by this. I'm actually super excited about this. Uh, You know, they're going to play start here in Lawrence at KU uh, on December 17th, 2022. Yes, it starts next year and then traveling to Assembly Hall up at Indiana December 16th of 2023. So it's that kind of, you know, middle of December, fairly challenging non-conference matchup. I think this year, you know, it's like the Colorado matchup for this year where they go on the road. Um, You know, they have a lot of. A lot of really, really great possibility. Actually, I think it actually replaces on the calendar this year the the Stephen F. Austin. So it's that you know that one like right before they go home for for Christmas break. But it's it's going to be a good challenge. Yes, Indiana has been kind of up and down the last few years, but they are still usually a decent team. I fully expect them to you know have a an absolutely well to, to make that trip worthwhile. It's going to be another good game to have on the schedule. Another game to get excited about something really, really fantastic for us to, to really be looking forward to. So, um, you know, I did, I did have a little bit of basketball stuff that I kind of wanted to talk about. But, um, you know, I do want to make this actually about football. We talked plenty of basketball in the first week, uh, the first episode of the week with Kyle Davis. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go over and listen to it. It's absolutely phenomenal. We not only, you know, previewed, or I'm sorry, recapped all of the border war where Kansas absolutely demolished Missouri, that was fantastic. We talked about all the breakdowns from that, what to kind of look at moving forward. Uh, But then we looked ahead to the Stephen F. Austin game coming up this weekend. So, um, you know, that game should be a lot of fun. We will have another episode kind of talking about the Colorado game that's coming up. Um, But I am definitely looking forward to everything going on. You know, and again, really looking forward to the Indiana home and home that's coming up. It's been a long time. It was the 90s the last time that Kansas played against Indiana in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, So that is something you really 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 enjoy when it does come up another reason it's great to hear about this indiana home and home matchup is because um another sponsor on the podcast uh home field apparel is uh you know they are uh, indiana fans they love to talk about it all the time and of course anyone who's been paying any attention to twitter and the great brands that are over there knows about home field apparel they are the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel company anywhere. They have t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, have more than a hundred different schools available. Add new ones all the time. Homefieldapparel.com. You can find the, the all the vintage logos that they have. I have a whole bunch of shirts, even though they don't have KU stuff yet. And again, I promise I am doing everything I possibly can. You guys can do everything you possibly can to remind Travis Goff, the Kansas athletics department, and of course, the people over at Homefield that you want your Kansas gear. I want my Kansas gear. I am looking forward. Look, once they put it on there, I am going to have to get a Sexy Legs Jayhawk uh, shirt. I know they're going to have one. I really want one of those on a Home Field shirt. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. So head on over there, though. If you go over to HomeFieldApparel.com right now and take a look at everything they have, I can guarantee you're going to find at least three or four shirts that have absolutely phenomenal logos. I love Zot. Um, he is absolutely hilarious. Uh, you know, there's the two lane Green Wave, two lane One, the... Uh, the the brain you know the 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 black friday sale competition that they had they won that they're going to get joggers and so is michigan um so there's going to be some really really great stuff that they're going to have over there but head on over homefield promo code shock12 you can get 15% off your entire first order all orders over $100 get free shipping uh some really great stuff there you can help help support the podcast by doing that and get yourself some really, really comfortable gear that not only you're going to love, but I guarantee yours and other is going to try to steal it at least once a week. So one last time, homefieldapparel.com promo code chalk 12 gets you 15% off your entire first order and all orders over a hundred dollars get free shipping. All right, guys, uh, I did actually put out a call for questions and look, have a whole bunch of stuff uh that we talked about already. And unfortunately, the only question I got was specifically asking me about which, uh, which one of these transfers I was the most excited about. I don't know that I really, really uh, let it on during this, but I'm going to be honest. I, you know, I'm, I played offensive line when I was in high school and uh, in, in junior high, really, really enjoyed it. The guy that I am actually looking the most forward to is James Livingston, because what we saw, yes, Ethan Vasco. Fantastic, you know, quarterback, it looks like. Uh, we're probably not going to be able to really see too much of him for at least a few years. Uh, just because with Jalen Daniels, Jason Bean, Ben Easters, you know, we have a pretty, pretty full quarterback room as it is. Um, Vasco is probably going to be the next main guy, but I, you know, it's going to probably be at least a couple of years before we aren't seeing Jalen Daniels, unless they, you know, even recruit over these guys and then we don't see Vasco at all. So I really have high hopes for Vasco, but, the one I'm most excited about, because I think he's going to have an opportunity to have a really big impact, would be James Livingston of the guys that actually signed today. Um, everything I've heard about him seems to be he's a perfect fit for the kind of things that they want to implement, for the things they want to get better at. And so bringing in a guy that is impressive to the coaching staff, uh, you know, especially the coaching staff that has shown the ability to develop offensive linemen, and coming off of a couple years where offensive line was the biggest issue for this entire team, uh, I'm really excited to see them really heavily investing in the offensive line in the transfer portal and finding a lot of great ways to get those guys, you know, much, much better and ready to handle the rigors of a big 12 schedule. So yes, it's a little bit boring, but it is the foundation of the team. We've had so many problems with it. I'm super excited about a guy like Livingston. So um, I, I'm excited for all these guys, but that's the one that really jumped out to me that said, Hey, maybe there's something really, really great happening here. So, um, but you know what guys, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. I appreciate everybody, uh, you know, coming and listening. Thank you guys so much you guys listening to the podcast really does make this all possible. You guys visiting all the sponsors that we have. is absolutely phenomenal. I actually got some feedback from our sponsors. You guys have been supporting them really, really well. So I really appreciate it. Uh, it really does make it a lot easier for me to be able to do this, to be able to devote the time that I need to get you guys the, in the, uh, you know, all the content that you actually deserve to listen to that you really do enjoy listening to. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not already, please do go out where, if you get your podcast, it's Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other million apps that are out there. Subscribe to the podcast. You get every episode as soon as it comes out. I realize that some of you guys are probably listening through my tweets or listening through the articles that get put up over on Rock Chalk Talk or any of those other places where this gets distributed to. But the best way to get every episode as soon as it comes out is to go and subscribe on those podcast apps. Um, If you can give us a rating and a review, especially on iTunes, because that seems to be what drives the most traffic in terms of people trying to find the podcast. Uh, five stars and nice comments does the absolute best to get the, the podcast out there. But if, you know, if for whatever reason you really do have any, you know, comments, questions, suggestions, anything you want to try to improve people, you want to try to interview anything like that. You can always contact me, uh, by email at rockchalkpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at rock pod. Um, you know, We are on the Anchor platform, so you guys can actually leave us a voicemail. You can get your questions in directly. I can play your voice on the show. You can actually ask me the question, and then I'll answer it for you. Um, You do that by going to anchor.fm slash rock-talk-podcast slash message, and you can leave that voicemail there, and I promise we'll get it on the show. We are on the 1012 network. Absolutely great group of people working with over there. has a bunch of different shows covering all the teams in the Big 12, including Houston right now is is a podcast we just added to talk about that school that is coming to the Big 12 to get us ready for them when they do start competition, most likely in 2023. So um, they have a lot of great podcasts working over there. I'm really happy to be a, a part of that network to help put that network together. I highly recommend that you use that as an opportunity, especially with basketball conference season approaching. Get up to date on all those teams so we know what our Kansas Jayhawks are going to be going up against. But do that by going over to 1012 Network. Uh, at 1012 Network over on Twitter to get all those links. But thank you guys so much for, for listening. We'll catch you guys next time on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Basketball season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference. You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have, so go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.